racking up strikeouts. He's got 15 strikeouts for Flackney in this game. He's got down. That's strikeout number 16 for Tyler Flackney. This ball game is over. And we're the best goddamn football league in the country. We're the best football, the best football league in the goddamn country. Period. Cheers. Speaking of crazy, this is pretty crazy, isn't it? This is, yeah. Um, I'm having a moment right here, right now, you know? Starting something new. First time ever on a podcast, but at the end of the day, I'm just sitting across from one of my best friends and a dude I can talk about with ball with uh, at any time. So I'm so thankful to be here. And that is the first official statement of this new HRL podcast is that I am thankful to be here. Let me introduce myself. My name is Austin Hove Hovis. That is H to the O V. And I'm joined by one of my best friends in the world. And even before I introduce my friend, once again, I wanted to welcome everybody to the HRL podcast. Whether you are listening at home, whether you are driving, whether you are dropping your kid off at school or getting lunch. Thank you for being here. Let's have fun. Let's talk about wiffle ball. And I can't wait to get into it. And if you're not in the HRL, welcome. We are glad to have you here at the HRL, in the HRL podcast, where we will touch them all. And now let me introduce my co-host. This man has been in the HRL for six seasons. Put that into perspective for you. He's a four-time MVP of the league, a five-time All-Star in both hitting and pitching. He's a three-time Yellow Slammer. And of course, he's a Rookie of the Year. Two-time HRL champion, two-time HRL champion. Five of his six years, he's made it to the World Series. He also just so happens to be a two-time HRL home run derby champ. He was the he was a part of the 2020 NWLA Dong Show National Champions, a fast pitch yellow bat tournament, an amazing accomplishment, a veteran and a, a veteran of out-of-state football, one of the most well-known players out of the Midwest, one of the best. Arguably in the world, in my in my humble opinion. Yeah, I know I'm his friend. I have a little bit of bias. But you all know it's true, so I don't care. A kid I grew up playing wiffle ball with. A kid I also grew up playing hockey with. And we actually won our hometown's first ever state championship together in 2012. And a man that I've known as, pretty much as long as I've had memories. Evan Syke Sibbett. It's good to be here with you. How are we doing, my man? I'm doing fantastic. I just want to echo your sentiments about um, just being thankful for the opportunity. Um, I appreciate a lot of the kind words, and it is a pleasure myself to be in the presence of one of the most clutch, not only players, but um, you know, on both sides of the, of the spectrum, one of the most clutch players in HRL history, and, and I've seen it live, and I've been on your teams for some of those moments. I've, I've been playing against mm-hmm. you, and just such a joy to see where we started. Um, I know it wasn't together, but I kind of saw your beginnings in the league, and to see where we both are now, it's just 
such a pleasure, and, and I'm excited to bring this content to the league. Yeah, 100%. And I will throw this out there right away just to get it off my chest. And it was something I was telling Evan about before we started the podcast that I still feel like a kid, especially in the HRL. So um, being able to talk about this kind of stuff, that is why you guys will hear us be so adamant about it. I know... We are definitely two of the guys that are the most adamant in games, that are loud, that are just very competitive. And I just wanted to acknowledge that right away. And I also wanted to say that just so you just so everyone listening at home knows right away that we do not plan on only talking about us. I know that is even a possibility in someone's head out there right now. But we will not only be talking about us. We won't be talking about our own history in the league. We have every intention to talk about all the different walks of life that are that are in the league, that have been in the league, that started it out, and that are carrying the torch as we speak, and from top to bottom. So I just really wanted to put that out there. I feel like a kid. We are a couple of kids up here just having fun. And want to give our two cents. And I feel like that's just something important we got to lay down right away. Yeah, man. I, I just I couldn't agree with you more. And I think something we talked about kind of in earnest uh, before the podcast. And we've echoed this statement years and years now. Um, it's just our true appreciation for the league. Um, the league was started, for those of you that don't know. Yeah, wait. Uh, yes, let me ask you the the formal question then, just to get us started on that on that respect. Before we go into the meat of the episode, then, for any new listeners that are out there, new to the HRL, or to anyone already in the league, it'll be a good refresher for us all, and it'll put a lot of things into perspective as we go on and talk about the league. For the listeners out there, then, Psych, can you give us a few things and tell us a few things about the league? Whatever comes to your heart first, but yeah, give us the rundown on the HRL Twin Cities. Yeah, so the HRL Twin Cities, the Home Run League Twin Cities, was founded by Pat Truck Moriarty back in 2004. Um, from what I know, it was started basically out of a ad in the paper saying, hey, I got this great vision. Um, I know Truck grew up playing with his brothers and family, friends and whatnot in the backyard up in Massachusetts when he grew up there. and lived a little bit of his you know young adult life there so for him to bring something so great here we are all just so blessed um, the way we play we play in outdoor hockey rinks with um, you know grass fields obviously um, we play in Hopkins and Egan Minnesota so two different cities although someday I would you know venture a thought that maybe it'll be in more cities across Minnesota kind of the two cities across the river you know that's a good way to think about it for anyone new or we got we got both sides of the city covered in that respect, especially south of the cities. But yeah, yeah, it's kind of like a twins thing, you know, Minneapolis, St. Paul, right across the river. Um, mm. You know, you see the guys shaking each other's hands, and totally the same thing here with the HRL. So that's that's kind of a way to make it um, easy to remember. So yeah, like I said, uh, 2004 was started. Uh, we play in hockey rinks outdoors, so you split that up into two, um, and you can have two fields in every rink. Um, this year we had five different rinks across across those two cities that we played at. Um, this past year, uh, 2022 year, we had 22 teams. Um, I believe it started out as eight in 2004, um, and they've kind of worked the numbers up, and then it's fluctuated a little bit. 
the most they've ever had, I believe, is about 24 teams, and, and maybe next year we're looking to get back to that number. Um, obviously, statisticians, correct me if I'm wrong, we play using a skinny yellow wiffle ball bat that you can find at any retailer such as Target, um, you know, Home Depot, Walmart. If you grew up playing wiffle ball in your backyard, chances are you've come across one or two. Of course. I mean, chances are half the people listening to this that don't know have a wiffle ball bat in their yard or in their garage that a son or, or, or whoever might have used that you might just have laying around. So it's really a game that we all grew up you know, kind of playing here and there and just taking to an extreme. And, and that's really what the HRL Twin Cities is. Yeah, 100%. Well, I'm still on the subject of the HRL and a little bit of background on it. These last couple seasons and even just it being... Um, 1920 we we could go over that I mean this is where I'm glad I can banter for two seconds because yeah we did have a we had a pretty good plan of what we were going to talk about here in our first episode for everyone out there but I definitely feel new to this we are new to this so we're learning as we go it's a good thing to recognize right away that we are learning as we go and we're just going to keep things flowing on here wherever I'm just going to allow myself and Sykes should as well to just let us talk about whatever. We do have a plan. We got a bunch of stuff we want to let everyone know. Um, maybe for future future plans. Um, and But yeah. This last season was the what? The what season? 19th year in the HRL. 19th. Yeah. Man. So we have our 20th season in 2023. That is even a blessing in of itself that I was telling Evan I wanted to reiterate before we started the episode how cool it is to be a part of the 20th season. And I I know to everyone out there, I maybe wasn't even going to stay for the next season. Or I didn't know if I was going to come back for this past season. But after this last World Series, I definitely decided that year 20 is something that I can't miss. And look where we are right now, being able to, to talk to the league. So, Yeah, and I mean, if you think about it, doing anything for 20 years, whether it's a job, um, you know, anything is just mesmerizing. And mm. something so, you know, childish and just wholesome, such as wiffle ball, to have that be a staple in your life for 20 seasons for guys like Rocket, Sanchez, Truck, the OGs who started the league, who founded it, who got members in, who are now such veterans and know so much and are just, you know, historians of the game, basically. It's just such a testament to them and, and their perseverance and, and their will and, and determination to keep the league going for this long that it almost seems like as we head into our 20th season, um, it's not very far-fetched to think that someday very soon we'll be talking about season 40. So mm-hmm. it's a blessing, and it, it's all a credit to those guys. For sure. No, yeah. 20 is that landmark. 10... 10 says something, especially with a self-startup league of any sport, but that 20, I mean, I, I didn't really think about it like this before, but that really is that next, that next big step, as you can imagine, and, and as most people could imagine, here in, here in 20th year, you're like, okay, you know, it's been around for a while, and like, you guys know what you're doing, and there's probably a decent amount of stuff going on. Yeah, and just to kind of touch base on that again, it's 
the Home Run League is made up of such a unique and different variety of members. Um, you got the old guys, you got the young guys, both men and women play. You got people who are playing for competi- uh, competition, people who are playing for fun, people who are playing just to get out of the house and get away from the wife and kids, people who are playing it to become really good and successful and, and see where it takes them. So we kind of got all bases touched in the league, and, and that's what I think the HRL offers that what I'm going to assume 99.9% of all their leagues in the country don't offer. The HRL is by no means a better league than any other league, right? But we have that history. We have such a great makeup of our league. And we've got guys like you and me that want to give back to the league, bring content back to the league, mm-hmm. and really just talk about something we're both so fortunate enough to be a part of. And also have the guys in the league who care and want to keep going the things that they've been doing for a long time. Because that's what makes the H- that's also what makes the HRL so unique is is the camaraderie and the going out after games and the talk in between fields, between teams and everyone knowing each other. And so, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. Yeah. I like that for sure. The, we will definitely, I mean, everyone should, everyone should, everyone who's in the league listening should realize that we are going into year 20 and, as young guys, like Psych pointed out, like we we love that fact, and we want to make it special. We wanna we wanna care about it, and we wanna we just wanna have more fun. That's that's a huge reason why we are on this podcast. Also, is so that we can learn more, get more excited, and have more fun in season twenty in such a big year. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, before we get back into more season twenty stuff. Personally, I, f- I feel it's important to, you know, kind of touch base on the year that was, you know, 2022. Um, we were going to talk about Go Over Us, for anyone who doesn't know us also, just for sake of... Can we clip that there? No. See, we're going to keep that going. We're, <laughs> we're fine. I'm just saying because it was only on here and... Yeah, Before we so, get into the actual meat, like we said, like, yeah. or we can talk about, we don't need to talk about ourselves, you know, I don't really care. Well, I think it's important. I, I mean, we both combined bring 11 years experience in the league, six for me, five for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so many different moments and memories and teammates for both of us being each other's teammates and, and driving the games together when we were younger. And uh, for those of you that don't know, we lived together for a period of time and we won a championship together. Um, just, we've done so much together, and yet we've done so much apart. Um, you being, you know, finishing up your fifth year in the league, and, and I believe your third full season playing full, I've seen you personally take so many great strides that I'm proud of you for, mm. I knew you were capable of, and I'm just so excited to see you build on that. Um, I appreciate that. And for myself, you know, being my sixth year, this last season was my first time as a manager. It was my first time, you know, really trying to run the show the way I feel best fit and, and putting together a team dynamic that not only do I want to play with, but that suits what I want to accomplish in the league, and that's having fun, mm-hmm. building that HRL camaraderie and ultimately competing for a championship. So it's just such a great thing that we're able to sit down and talk as, you know, past teammates and now 
competitors on the biggest stage that the HRL offers. It's it's just so cool to look back, you know, with that perspective. Definitely. And already the evolution that has occurred. Like there's growth within the first years of a first couple years of a player's career, would you say? And then then it kind of evolves. It turns from growth to evolving mm-hmm. and like how we've both been on I've only been on two different teams, but you've been on three. You started your own, in my opinion. Like you guys have a few guys that that wanted to play together, but um, yeah, you you only because I know that because you had told me that you wanted to start your own team mm-hmm. and you wanted to try something new and already being able to do that, have a year experience, and do it while playing against incredible players all season long. Of course, seeing playing against all those people that we've talked about that have been in the league for a long time and who are legends all the legends that are in this league that me and you have already played against that everyone kind of gets to play against and that's what is so cool that you got me so excited for when we first joined the league because you made me realize that these guys in the league are legends and that you can tell that everyone in the league cares about that fact and that we all are giving our effort and trying whether it's be having fun or whether it's competing because i enjoy the people who are out there having fun just as much as competing you know like and that was a huge part of my growth and evolution was starting out maybe not enjoying the fun part enough and i was i'm sure people in the league could attest to this they Probably saw me not talking to talking to many people. Evan knows that more than most. Well, I that, think AJ on the pot or on the World Series thing said, for the first couple of years, I didn't get more than two words out of Hove. So yeah, for sure. To hear that, it's just completely. So, so I was, I was missing out on the funner part, but like that's why for everyone, I think that's why we love the league so much is because we can have both those parts, the competitiveness and and the fun and just camaraderie. That word is perfect, camaraderie, because. Yeah, it's just been great to get to know a lot of guys in the league, and I know you hit it off with a bunch of guys. You're on the NWLA team. Like I said, like I've I've played with Pout now. Like, got my friend from Prior Lake, one of our buddies from Prior Lake, to join my team, which is super cool that I was able to that I've evolved in that way, and at first was growing, but now I'm. Now we can all be taking that in for each other. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I think a lot of people kind of didn't know what you were doing, myself included, and and that that did, you know, kind of push me away from my former team with you and and Zach and and Richard and Pelp and all those guys to leave the baby cakes and go, you know, start my my own thing. And that was kind of the last call I needed. Didn't know if you were coming back, but when I heard you were coming back, I wasn't, you know. I was so over overjoyed because I know how bad you love the league and I know that the league needs a guy like you in it to really make the league whole. So I'm really happy you came back. It it was such so much fun just to see you kind of doing your own thing and, and obviously we had talked about back in the day that someday, you know, we'll both play in the league and we won't be on the same team. But for that to be a reality sometimes, you know, it kinda of kicks in and it and it hits a little bit harder but um, I would say we each had so much fun this season and played our hearts out, you know, drank a couple beers with the boys and mm-hmm. just took in every moment that we had because 
the league year just really is that short. It's about five months, and it is what you make of it. But, um, you know, we just had so much fun, and, and it's just great to see that you're back and you want to stay. So, No, yeah, definitely. And that's what it has given me over these first few years. It's made me realize all that it adds to my day-to-day. And when you're young, I still am young. I know everybody. We're, we're young as fuck, whatever. Sorry, any dads out there with their boys in the car. Sorry about that one. But um, we are young. I'm still young. But when I'm 18, 19, coming to the league also, I'm not. I'm just not taking that all that in. And to, to get here now, I see the perspective that a lot of the guys in the league come from that it's more than just even competing and that it's a it's an all-around thing absolutely but i think we can both agree enough about us too we're here to give not only our opinions because if you're listening to a podcast you're listening to their opinions right there's going to be a number of facts in here we always have to have facts but a lot of what this is going to be based off of is our opinions right and I think why we are going to be a nice spin is because we're going to hit you guys with those opinions. We're going to hit you guys with our takes, with what we truly think is right. And something we also feel is important is to hold ourselves accountable. Um, you know, going forward, something that we had talked about is, is having a where we were right versus where we were wrong segment in every week. If we're making predictions about a week, if we think a certain player is going to have a great day bad day, a team is trending in the right direction, bad direction, whatever it may be. It's not, you know, it, it's so important to make sure that we as our hosts, you know, your hosts, keep ourselves accountable to what we've said in the past. To make sure that, you know, if we're up here being hosts and we're making all these takes, but yet we don't hold ourselves accountable, then... You know, as a listener, how are you going to be able to take us seriously? So something that we want to do in the future is, is definitely hold ourselves accountable with a lot of the predictions we make, um, a lot of our opinions, and we're really going to emphasize that in the next couple episodes. And that definitely goes hand in hand with just how me and you talk about with well in general. We're constantly making our own little predictions on how we're going to do, on how other guys are going to do, free agency moves. I know I'm talking with Seuss about what's happening with the Aces going into the 2022 season, you know, like, so we're all always making predictions. And since we are going to be talking to you guys, yeah, 100%, where we were right and where we were wrong. It'll be fun too, you know, like, then I can say, you know, fuck you, because I got that right. Like, this guy popped off or or, the, or we got this W or or even just predictions when it comes to Maybe statistical predictions. Maybe um, what team makes it to the bar first after after a certain series. You know, like exactly. It could be anything. <laughs> um, yeah. So, what were we talking? Or uh, yeah, which part did you bring up again? I forgot. Well, I'll say with that, I think we should kind of get into the HRL season that was last year um, and if we got to do a little backtracking to kind of set the stage yes. we absolutely will and and if you know after that we can kind of do a look forward I know as we're sitting here recording this it is before the official start of free agency and the new league season but what I will say and because I know this to be true 
sometimes the league season, the new league season starts just, you know, right after one season ends. So there truly is a long time between the last pitch in the World Series and when the new league season starts with free agency. But so much behind-the-scenes talk is done that sets these teams up for a full season that it's important that we need to kind of talk with it, talk through it. For sure, yeah. And we also really didn't get that at the banquet, just to be brutally honest, like just based on timing and our setup and everything, we didn't, we're not going to have like some big ceremony where we recap the entire league. And this definitely gives us that perfect opportunity for two seconds to let's talk and let's talk about the nitty gritty, like what the hell happened in the 2022 HRL season and how the playoffs went. And we obviously, and I want to point out as Hove, as a kid in the league that we we are both well aware that we were both in the World Series. However, we saw it. I know Evan knows a lot about the entire season. Who did what? I'll be asking you a bunch of questions. And I'll be asking Psych a bunch of questions about what happened in the league. And I have my take and, and my perspective. But yeah, I just want to delay that out there for everybody. That's another important thing that if we do continue doing podcasts in the future that we want you guys to know that we're going to hit on everybody and we want to hit on everybody because there are a lot of good players in this league and not enough stuff gets talked about to to the to the league as a whole. Absolutely, I couldn't agree, I couldn't agree more. So with that, I think uh, we might as well get into it. Um, Where should we start? Well, let's just start with a brief overview, and then we'll start kind of getting into some dialogue back and forth, some opinions, whatnot. 2022 saw 22 teams in the HRL, 12 in Hopkins, 10 in Egan. Um, a few additions and some back and forth movement, and I know maybe I'll, I'll leave this open-ended for you. What was you know What are some of the things that you saw as far as players or teams moving from whether it be Egan to Hopkins or Hopkins to Egan? Kind of the city dynamic going back and forth. What stood out to you in the last in the last season, twenty twenty two? My first thought, I'm going to be blunt about this, is, and we all know it to be true that Hopkins got even more stacked than it was in twenty twenty one. And I want to reiterate that stacked is not a bad word. That just means that that's where guys ended up. They wanted to play on. I don't know the the dirtier fields, the harder ground the more competition. Um, that's the first thing that came into my head with with how this season went in comparison to, to the previous season was when it comes to Egan versus Hopkins that um, it definitely felt like people were drawn to Hopkins and a lot of new additions to the league. Like a very good off season we had in between 2021 and 2022 for everybody in the league yeah i mean can you name a better rookie class with guys like like you had mentioned earlier hondi and uh scrabble out in egan got guys like pablo who's 56 comes in middle of the season and just starts dominating dude's a goat dude's a goat i think he had about six or eight hits off me in just one game i was throwing stuff at his shins at his knees and boom all of a sudden it's racing and hitting the wall at about 90 miles an hour so he he pretty much got he was pretty much the mvp of the all-star game too yeah. Honestly, like on the low, Scrabble had a great game, but both of them, Pablo, I mean, yeah, two rookies right there, exactly. So, 
And not to mention, I mean, if you look over on the Hopkins side, we got a team of all rookies in the Blue Wahoos. Yeah. Who? That's who I thought of first. Exactly. I think I can pinpoint, I think it was about week five or six, and I kind of made this distinction with the Chihuahuas back in 2019. I was on the Dodgers. You were a part of the Dodgers as well. We had seen a team, I believe they were 2-10, and 2-11, and, 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 and we hadn't faced them yet. Heard great things about them, didn't know who they were as people. We knew they were part of the Fridley Factor um, tree. Yeah. And we'll we'll touch more about that. For Maybe sure. not in this podcast, but we have some stuff planned for Fridley Factor. Yeah. Fridley Factor is gonna be a big, big uh, topic in one of our next podcasts for sure. But so I didn't even know that those guys were Fridley Factor. Yeah. Yep, all Fridley guys. Well, from what I know, pretty much all Fridley guys. Or they they know each other? Pretty sure they all grew up together. I believe the Wish was kind of the one who started to get them in the league, mm. um, and then he played with them. Obviously, going from playing with Stash, who got you know they came in the league together, and then they played with the Chihuahuas, and now he's moved on. But like I was saying, that's just the Blue Wahoos. Like they've just echoed the 2019 Chihuahuas to me, and and I believe the Chihuahuas ended up with a pretty good record that year, had success, and with Palooza, and and two or three years later, they are a staple in the HRL playoffs mm-hmm. every single year. Just a staple of the league in general. Staple like, of the league. You gotta prove yourself against a good team. Exactly. And I think those guys really leaned into what they were gonna be as a team and as individual personalities really early, right away. And I see that happening with the Blue Wahoos too. You know, I was in a division with them, so I got a closer look at most of them than than a lot of other league members did. But to see guys like Caveman Kershaw, Shorts, um, you know, showing up. They love what they do. They're mm-hmm. bringing their girlfriends. They're bringing their family. For sure. Um, they're showing up with a good smile on their face every week, even when they're 0-1-6. And that translates to winning. And, and all of a sudden, come August, come with Palooza, they're putting on a run for the ages, and they fall to the former champion, the Mets. And, and that's not a bad loss. So I'm expecting a big offseason out of them, a big free agency period, which we might see soon here. Um, and they're going to be back, ready to roll in Hopkins for 2023. So... Other than that, I believe... I wanted to say, piggyback off that yeah, really quick. Yeah, that please. Even them, Blue Wahoos going into the 23 season, like, regardless of free agency and moves, everyone just gets better every year. Yeah. I'll reiterate that many times, too, that we're all just getting so much better that I can honestly say I feel like I've improved. You have jumped to a completely new level in the HRL, in my opinion. Even someone like... Franklin, Chuck wins most improved. There's so many guys getting good just over the offseason just because I think we all sit on the experience that we just got with a full season, with everything we saw. And yeah, I've just like, I mean, that's how growth is though. We're all, we all just get better over time in my opinion. Even with age as we see with, I mean, guys like Sanchez, guys like Palpatine. And that's it, yeah. it's not and I'm not my stats I thought were better in 2021 my hitting stats and my fielding stats were I had zero errors and I'm just using myself as an example because stats wise I might not have played better but I'm a more experienced wiffle ball mm-hmm. player because of it and a, and a team like the Blue Wahoos going into the 23 are the Rubber Ducks or the Rumble Ponies or I mean you would know Hopkins much better than I do like Airbud popped off this year. Yeah. There's a lot going on in between one season, so and I think 
just to go back really t- tiny, really f- for a really tiny sec, going back to the switch from 2021 season to this past season, mm-hmm. that just obviously, I, in my opinion, played a huge part in, mm-hmm. in how this last season went. Yeah, I mean, to speak for myself, myself, Dumpy, Nightmare, um, you know, other guys making that move from a from you know Egan over to Hopkins and guys like the Wish going from Hopkins over Egan there's going to be great players everywhere and the and the top teams in Egan would always be the top teams in Hopkins and vice versa so but like you said I mean a team like the Rumble Ponies they kind of threw themselves together during the COVID year a year that was shortened mm-hmm. as it is they had success made the playoffs their first year which is nothing to scoff at they come back, don't do as well in the second season, but make the decision to move over to Hopkins in 2022. And look at them. They're right there, competing for a division title. They're in it till the very end. They're with all Palooza. strong just athletes and pl- and football players, 100%. Right, being that former baseball background, I think most, if not all of them. So a team like that, I have no reservations of saying every year that they want to get better and set their sights and their goals on whether it be winning more games in the previous season, baby more steps fun. also it could be. They're you know? a type of team that can accomplish whatever they set their mind to. Yeah, I mean you saw it, and we saw it while while watching that 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 ponies rubber ducks game in Wolfpalooza, like Air Jordy laying his body on the line, you know. Yeah. And, and Stick said that diving play that I just saw a clip of. Yeah, I just watched rewatched that clip, and those guys go hard. And they do. same with a team like the Rubber Ducks. That's why those. Those two are a perfect example of of just a strong wiffleball team right now in the HRL. And Blue Wahoos are a season or two away from that. And all those players are too, you know. Hey, I like to say it. Objects in the mirror are closer than they appear. So <laughs> I'll be remembering that all off season and, and heading into the next season. So Yeah. Yeah, so that's kind of the well, city dynamic. Recap of 20 still. Um... I wanted to ask really quick. Yeah. And for everyone out there, see, this is why I'm even bringing it up is because we had plans to, like, not not mess up, but not cut the video also. Um, what's the Wi-Fi password? Do you know it? Do you know which one it is? It's on your yeah. phone. We'll get back to it in a sec. We got, we got plenty of time. Recap of the 20th season. Let's see. We got a few other things on the list that we got to talk about. I just need the website. I want to pull up. We got a we got a an Excel document on all of you, and kudos to Psych and Epstein. And was there anyone else that was responsible for making that Excel? Yeah, I believe Wade. I mean, there are a couple guys in it, but I believe Epstein and myself kind of hit that off a couple years back. It's the NQ NQ one. It's kind of long. Oh, gotcha. Do you, I mean, do you want to use my laptop? I got it up. No, no, I think it's show. I'll put it in. Take two seconds. Take two seconds. I think this will be... I just think you should consider cutting out some things and doing with all of the content if you want to rearrange some of the areas a little bit but are you just saying that because we can't you, have a, you don't want there to be this well we it? can't have it because it's we got to make it dude not as long no this is adding a couple minutes and 
Yeah, but that couple minutes we can can't, be spent elsewhere. I don't want us to be... See, I, I'm going to use this. I, I'm going to use us bitching to each other right now because... Bitching, he says. Because Stash and Sanchez were... Like, they're off the cuff. And yeah. we're doing just fine. We're still on track. Well, let's just get right back on track and we're good to go. I will cut... Like, I'll... Yeah. See? Right back at See, see everyone... Rookies right here. You're you're witnessing some first timers, but hey, we're we, gonna get better. We're just right? hope, yeah. No, we're all we hope is to tell you guys about football. That's all we're trying to do. And so bear with us, all right? Yeah, technical difficulties, as they would say. Some would say. Here, here's a question I'll I'll pose to you then to okay. get us kind of back on track. What are you most excited for after 2022? Being in the league five years, three full seasons, really now just kind of coming into your own as a player, as you know, a member of the league now, getting to kind of that middle veteran stage, still very young. Um, you know, you're 23, you're going to be 24 next season. What is something you look forward to the most at the at the beginning of each and every HRL season? <clears throat> That's a great question. I would say. It is literally just the chance to get to play. For me, it's just all about playing. Like, I feel, I get to feel like that kid that I've described myself as. That when I'm out there, it's, I get for two seconds just to be able to play something that I love doing and be active and just be with guys who are like minded in that respect. And, yeah, just perform. That's my. That's literally my only thing that I'm thinking about going into a new season, especially this this next season, is perform the way that. And that's what's cool about growing for me, and in, and in my experiences. I I used to have even only a couple years ago, I used to have a lot more pressure on myself than I do right now, just because of the simple fact I played four sports when I grew up, five if you count golf, and. So the pressure was always on myself to perform the way that I knew I could. Mm-hmm. But now I say that more in the in the respect of I just want to perform. I don't need to... And not perform for anybody but myself. Because I love playing sports. And I love wiffle ball. And it's... I honestly can't really describe it that well because it's such a unique thing to me still. But... That, that comfortability that I've gained over these last couple of years and this year, that comfortability that I gained, especially this year, it makes going into the next season just that much more exciting just to perform, just to do my thing, you know, because that's all I can do is just do my thing and be a good teammate. I like that. That, that is a good thing because that is something I think about a lot that I got guys pout. I, like Pelp, Seuss, and Pooh Bear are on my team. Mm-hmm. Like that's the team that I'm on with. Three of the best players of all time. Like, and you know, and there's a lot of best players of all time, but those three. And you know, as a as a player and playing with those kind of veterans who've been there, done that, um, you know, had so much success and and been such a staple in the league and will be going forward that you can always count on them, and you need to make sure that they can always count on you too. Yeah. And and this season, I felt like. Man, I just saw that extra growth factor out of you that you wanted to be the leader. You wanted to be right there. You didn't want to be a cog in the machine. You wanted to be what made the machine run. And so cool to see what you did in the in the Egan postseason and 
getting vengeance on the Mets and, and then going ahead and winning a huge Game 5 against the Vibes. It just solidifies the clutch gene that I think that nobody could ever take away from a player like you. And that reminds me, it was it, it changed my perspective going to California, as anyone would guess around the league. But it did for the simple fact that I had no idea if I was going to move back anytime soon. Just because I was allowing myself to to try something new and if I wanted to I would stay but if I wanted to come back for whatever reason I chose to then I would but it gave me that redemption factor when it came to okay I know I can do this and I will be given opportunities to do it Mm -hmm. and I was and like that's what I feel like any young guy in the league can relate to or any guy just joined the league or I bet guys that have been playing for a while that you always get a chance next season if you choose to play to redeem yourself. Not even redeem yourself in teammates or the league's eyes, but just for yourself and maybe do something like a little bit better, a little with that more sense of calm. Like, I got this, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I play with well, you know? That's right. It's always important, and I, and I appreciate you saying that to remember that we're all just playing a kid's game, although we're doing it a little bit more competitively than most. Um, it's just a kid's game and, and, and part of the reason why I have the nickname I do is because when I was 18 I was that guy I was going a million miles an hour I was not really aware of everything that was surrounding me um, but through gained experiences you know I feel like I've taken that next step and, and now I'm able to sit here six years in the league going on my seventh next year and I'm able to talk to you guys talk with you guys open you know open up myself to you guys more when I was 18 19 even maybe 20 years old I, I couldn't feel comfortable enough to do this so it's just a testament to everybody in the league and how comfortable they've made me feel uh, made me feel like a family member and a lot of you guys I consider basically family as well so yeah so then it definitely comes from from the league also like yeah, yeah I can I can make I can give myself as much confidence as I can but it really takes the inclus the, the inclusivity that we have in the league to make you feel comfortable enough to perform, to just play, you know, play your heart out if you choose, or relax and have fun if you so choose, you know. And that harks right back to two thousand four with Chuck. Just anybody and everybody who wanted to play, you're included, and yeah. we want you. And that's how it's I got always that, been. And I got that feeling literally the moment I stepped in the league. So like, it's always been. coming in with you. I especially got that like. I'll never forget. I actually will never forget at Pilot and I'm meeting Chuck for the first time. He had a, he had the his little grill out there and he was making hot dogs. That was my first time meeting Chuck. He's he's got the grill out there and it's like wow, you know, and he, like we are all are included. I remember you saying that that it, that it was that kind of league. Like anyone can, and that's the point, you know, because anyone can be competitive. Anyone can have fun, and everybody's entitled to do what they want to do too. Um, the Lugnuts prime example came back, I think came in in 2019 and they've been the model for fun. They've been the model for, you know, just getting out there and, and trying your best, of course, but just having the most fun that any team imaginable could have. And, and, you know, they do that better than just about every other team. So everybody wants, you know, everybody's going to establish what they want to be, how they want to play how they want to act as a team, as an individual in the league, and to each their own. It's just, you can never knock another team for playing their style, for being 
the way that they want to be. Well, I would like for us to go through some more specifics and some more stats or just how games played out just as a recap. But first, I wanted to throw that same question that you asked me a few minutes ago about about your your last year or two. Mm-hmm. So more specifically, this last year and going into this next one mm-hmm. and coming off of an HRL championship, coming off of your fourth MVP. It's It's so cool for me to be able to say those words and ask you that question like it's so normal, but you really are doing something very unique in the league in your own way, just like a maybe five has done, just like a, you know, um, even a two bat or a smallpox, Grizz, Web Gem, Nightmare, Seuss, like putting your name right up with, right up with them. Like, in right. my, and honestly, I think this is a humble opinion, like, that you that all it took was this past season to put you up there with them and that there is no question about it across the league there shouldn't be any question about it and yeah like starting your own team having such a having such a successful season at the plate on the mound all around as a team and leading that being a leader winning the championship and going into the 2023 season well, I appreciate the question, and, and something you had touched on earlier was redemption, you know, coming back from mm-hmm. California and getting back in the league and just, you know, regaining that absolute love that I've seen that you know you have for the league. Um, you know, last year when you were gone, we lost in seven games, and I think that was the second time in a row I had lost in seven games, and obviously at that point I had, I had been at the top already. I had lost at the top lost along the way all, all that kind of stuff but you know I wanted to do my own thing I knew it was time to create my own team which I pray to be in existence for as long as possible in Hopkins and with or you know, without you I'm going to make sure that that's the case of course yeah. so just heading into the season you know wanted to put together a team of guys that I wanted to hang out with and, and there was never any question that the other teams the Staples the Twins you know the Bears Braves, teams like that, they're going to still be there in some shape or form. The OGs, the vets, the legends, they're going to be there if they want to be. If life takes them away, so be it. I just wanted to make sure I had a seat at the round table, right, to be there and say, I want to be a part of this action. I want to be a part of something that's so cool. And something to me that is very important is also trying my best every night, um, having a good time, and, and ultimately when the lights shine the brightest, trying to be the best there is, right? So hmm. I appreciate you saying that about me. And, and obviously I don't want to you know, get too far into it, but um, it's been a blessing to have success running my own team for the first season. And all the, all the teammates I've had throughout the years, I couldn't be more thankful of you guys and the teams, the Dodgers, Baby Cakes. You know, I wish nothing more than for the Baby Cakes to have another 10-plus years. Hmm. But yeah. And you came off a championship, by the way, to remind you, because you're so modest and there's no need to to hark on that too much, but we do have hot take right here, but I have the defending HRL champs in the cross for me. Um, something very cool, and uh, I've been able to see it in the eyes of all the guys in the league 
and I know they see it in mind that we all care about about winning this championship and about coming out on top come October, come September, October. And that uh, it's a huge accomplishment. Mm-hmm. Touch on really quick for me going into the 2023 season. No detail about even the team or anything, just, just your feelings. You know, I feel like as a manager, as a player, I've got a duty to, you know, make sure my guys that I'm that I'm going to going to battle with, that I'm showing up to the rinks with, are going to be put in situations where they can be successful. Um, like last year, I knew that once Will wanted to kind of get out and, and try some new things after the Rough Riders, I knew, okay, I want him to come in and, and be a highlighted pitcher. Mm. Um, I had talked to Wade for. A year or so that hey someday you know I know you like playing with different guys but eventually I'd love the chance to get to play with you and and right away I said you know you hop around but if we win a championship let's make it a point to try to stay together and so you know just the comfort of getting him back this year breaking news mm. web gem aces 2023 confirmed jerseys on the way alright and see him soon enough. crazy that me and you both brought back one of our one of our friends on each Absolutely. of our teams, and at the addition of Dodger Dave, is he? Can we get a? Is that something we can reveal right now? Is is oh. he going to be back for the twenty twenty three season? Absolutely. I mean, a couple. Of, I mean, the first kind of tournaments and playing in the backyard. It was you, me, Hove, Syke, Handy, Dodger Dave. Those were some of the core guys. Yeah. And to see now that we're out of college, now that we're living our lives, doing our thing. All four of us back. Yes, Dodger Dave's going to be back again. And, hmm. you know, never really took football too seriously in terms of HRL. Um, Ian had always come out to traveling tournaments with me, I think, eight or nine years in a row now. And so that is just something that means so much to me. This year, we again, we went to the Hometown Cup in Indiana. And hmm. for all of you guys out there, Wiffleball is played across the country. And if you're ever wondering, yes, it's worth it. Go and get those experiences. Go see what the other parts of the country, other leagues, other men have to offer because it's just fascinating. So, yeah, it was it was nice to have Ian back in the swing of things full-time now, and he couldn't be more excited to come back next season and be a member of the Aces again. Yeah, for sure. What do you think? I don't know, just hearing a lot of the commentating and and little stuff about Dodger Dave when we would play you guys or you guys would be playing next to us at a rink or just a little talk here and there throughout this 2022 season. He made a name for himself in his own way. He established himself as a clutch hitter, as a fantastic fielder that we've known, that me and you know that he is. Um, What do you see from him in, in 2023? Yeah, I think Mippy had the best line in the World Series. Um, I think he said something along the lines of, you know, Dodger Dave hits about a buck forty in innings one through five, but once you hit the sixth inning, for real, kid hits about nine sixty. And and when this, you know, when the lights were brightest this year, he was he was at his best, and it was it was fun to see. And um, you know, to see him have a modest year hitting, um, he doesn't pitch much. He pitched a couple games for us, but and at the you know at the plate and and in the field. Um, He's he's like us. He's a harsh critic on himself, and um, to see him come through time and time again in the biggest moments in the playoffs was like it was almost kind of surreal to me as as a friend of his. And, and I felt that way about a guy like you and even Hondi playing against him 
um, six times this year, once in the regular season, and then the playoffs. It's just it's so much fun because I saw where not only myself but all all four of us started from. And Ian doesn't have any. I mean, he played. Did he play baseball back in the day? Yeah, so he played baseball growing up. Um, he was a really good, you know, very fast, long legs, big guy, track athlete. So he he transitioned to track after baseball in mm-hmm. high school. So, but you know, like I said, playing with football back in the backyard, like you do that, you might take 10, 15 years off. If you get back into it, I mean, like we said earlier, a guy like Pablo. The night I met him, he said, "Oh yeah, by the way, like I had a little wiffle ball league. I don't remember if it was in his backyard, but." Oh, I kind of ran my own little wiffle ball league. Well, shit, dude, why haven't I heard about it? Like, write it down for me right now. I want to learn all there is to learn about something like that. Yeah. You know, tell me about that because obviously it translates. You're stepping in right away and you're kicking ass, dude. So whether you transition right from playing baseball, going to wiffle ball, you know, play that through your 20s or start when you're 30s, whatever. Or if you don't pick up a wiffle ball bat from the time you're 10 until the time you're 50. Yeah. Everybody has their own level of skill set, and, and it's just so fun to see that everybody's unique in their own way. Yeah, for sure. And you can definitely tell, I mean, to poke fun at everyone here, mm-hmm. because we all have our own unique swing, or just you can tell when someone, when any of us step in the box, just where each other are at, kind of, you know, based on how they carry themselves or how they swing that bat, and like... S- s- Couple perfect examples. Mippy's got a beautiful swing. You right. have a beautiful swing. Smallpox Small is a beautiful, beautiful swing. Grizz is an all-time hitter, I think. And Chops is the logo. I mean, he, Chops. He's the logo. He's the guy with the perfect swing, the lefty. So, I totally agree with that. And yeah, a guy like Dodger Dave or all the Blue Wahoos or Hondi or even anyone on. I mean, literally though. The Americans, the Rough Riders, the Twins. I mean, you guys all already know this, but you can just tell everyone's got their own little wiffle background or baseball background or swinging a bat at all. And yeah, it definitely does something. And a perfect example would be someone like Dodger Dave, who, who hasn't played in years, even though he's been a little on and off. And yeah, just being able to step in and and play a role on a championship team. Kind of like kind of like what I did when I came to the league is another good example. Only cuz I don't know many other guys and how their first couple years went. I know I did hear maybe I was one of the only, I was one of the few who made it to the World Series in their rookie year. I think there were only 3 ever. I think that or, is who won a or World one Series. One, or yeah. one 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 in their in their first year, but um it's not Dodger Dave's first year, but yeah, you guys know what I mean. There's there's definitely something really cool about stepping into a wiffle ball rink and, mm-hmm. and being able to just swing the bat in general. And it's so cool for even, like me, like I got to play the lug nuts, whatever it was, four or six times this year. And for everybody, for, let me see, I'm so bad with names, so everyone's going to have to keep up with me on, mm-hmm. on stuff like that, but... I know for a fact, Goddess, Quicksand, I I have 100% seen improvement in Hoover's swing over the last couple of years. Franklin, in my honest opinion, that dude, like, somehow is good. Like, the dude can actually huck on the mound, and you can just tell that 
he's got a little bit. He's got that little bit of something. There's definitely people out there though that have no throwing arm or could not swing a bat. But everyone in the league can definitely do their thing and and is improving, which is the most important part, and which is cool to see. Yeah, and, and a guy like Hoover, like or sorry, a guy like Franklin came to me off season or two ago and said, "Hey, psych, you know, like what are, what is something you could give me as a piece of advice?" And I ran with that. I, I said, "How many different things can you digest?" Because I see that not only are you the fun guy, but deep down you want to get better. You want to be competitive. You want to enjoy all aspects of the HRL, not just kind of one aspect that you're very known for. And mm-hmm. we just saw him win his third, I think, consecutive Fun Star Award in, Hopkins, or in Egan, mm-hmm. award that had been dominated by guys like Truck and, and so on and so forth. So to see the impact he's made in the league in such a quiet or such a small amount of time since being involved in the league and getting in the league, guys like that are going to be what make us so great going forward because... Someday those OGs, they're going to have to hang them up. A guy like Pelp, he might play until who knows. But most of the guys are not built from the same plot that Pelp is built from. So, yeah, you know, someday in your 40, like, the league makeup could be completely different. And we could be talking about a completely different league. But where we're sitting at right now, those kind of guys, they just bring so much to the league. Um, and everybody brings something different. And on the, on the field, too. That just made me think about how I remember one game this past season... When um, Seuss actually had to step in in the first or second inning because we started Pout. I think it was our game two against the Lugnuts. And we started Pout. He wasn't feeling all right. We pulled. Seuss came in. And I remember a couple of them hit home runs off of Seuss. And Franklin was dicing. And I'm saying as for any team in the league facing anyone... I think that kind of brings that full circle with us all having something in wiffle ball right. is any given night, a team could beat any team. Totally. Totally and completely. All it takes is, for the baby cakes, and I know for you guys in the Aces, all it takes is something is a little bit off the whole game and you guys just can't touch a ball. Right. Especially if you got Franklin, who might not be the best player in the league, but if he's just on hard to hit just like a lot of the guys in the league are like I was looking at this team the Millers and Hopkins solid team some of the best pitching in the league right there Bliss Jr. Bliss Jr. even a guy like the Mart the Mart I mean Dr. K is he's a a good player and they got that rookie Smith dog who was up for a few awards and I know was an all-star this season Every team can be what they want to be, and it's just so cool to see each and every player's identity and then each and every team's identity and the way they gel and the way they play ball, too. Mm-hmm. For sure. Another... Should, oh. I just wanted to touch base quick because another fun thing to see is kind of the antics surrounding each team. Um, mm. Like the lug nuts, they do the home run hams. Mm. Um even the vibes, they got this kind of weird aura as far as the way they post their signings on social media throughout the offseason. Familia. Yeah, the La Familia. Um, the Blue Sox with their walk hat, their big blue walk hat. The Chihuahuas. Um, ponies have the home run stick. Are they broken that out? Yeah, Ponies got the stick. Um, and they're just intense yeah. as hell. And we got the chain. So those are starting to become like little staples of individual teams. and Like the Bears bar, for example. That's been around... Since the Bears were in, 
in inception for the last you know eight or nine years yeah so every team has its little quirk and and that's what makes the league so much fun so personally i encourage every team to have one little thing whether it's started before the year whether it's you know started mid-season i know the baby cakes when i played with you guys we had the shots before the game and we had baby yoda and baby yoda and whatever team sanchez is on their thing is mustaches yeah that's how i view that one here's a here's a here's a little behind the scenes story yeah for sure i know the league will appreciate this um i don't think you were there that day it was either 2013 or 2014 at the Wifflin for Wishes. It was in Hopkins at Central Park. Um, one of my favorite tournaments every year. One of my favorite days of the that year. That truck started him or put yes. on for the HRO. Yeah, for Make-A-Wish. Hmm. And we show up, and obviously I'm 14, 15 years old. I want to be competitive. I'm trying to win, and, and I get wind that this is tied to a league, the Home Run League. I want to show these guys up. Like Obviously, I'm coming in thinking that I'm one of the best players there. Find out in a couple hours I'm not, but showing up one day, I think it was our first Wifflin' for Wishes, and I see this guy just pissed drunk, and God, he's got this mustache, and oh, I'm like, God, he's kind of all over the map, but I kind of love him. Oh, I find out in an hour, we're actually playing them. Oh, that should be fun. We'll beat him, you know, and we'll have a good time. Mm -hmm. I think Sanchez hit about eight or nine consecutive home runs off me. And I think we won by 10 or 15 runs in that game. They wow. were just having such a great time. He was swinging the goulet stick. And one of my fondest, oldest memories of an HRL player right there, Sanchez. Wow. Who right now, I feel like I'm sitting in his chair because oh, we're up here doing the HRL Touch and Well podcast. Shout out Sanchez. Right? Shout out Sanchez. Shout out Sanchez. If not for Sanchez, who would care about the home run ball as much? I feel like who would care about a lot of things like this is a good reminder to to the listeners and to us that we will be giving credit where credit is due we we see we see we see y'all a little bit you know Sanchez you're the you're the goat all right keep doing you Sanchez all right always and Stash I feel like I'm in his chair I'm not really producing this episode but I am a little bit and Kudos to those two for starting the podcast. Oh. oh my goodness gracious. Like, when I heard at the beginning of 2022, this is a good little, not story, but like recall, that when I heard that the, that there was a podcast, first of all, I was like, holy shit, like, let's go. There's finally, I'm not saying that there hasn't been anything cool, but growing up in this new age of YouTube and content creation and, and podcasting and just been, technology yeah. it's been it's been needed and I, we had talked about that in years prior and they did it like those two did it and who better you know like exactly i would i would i would still say 100% that they were made for the, they were made for the position of starting the podcast you know like stash i got to have a weekend in indiana at that at that home hometown cup psych mentioned earlier with Stash and got to know him a little bit down there. So he was one of the earliest guys. He might have been one of the main reasons I started breaking out of my show and talking to other guys in the league because I finally had a friend in the other city who knows a lot of guys in the league and was so personable mm-hmm. and such a great wiffle ball player. 
that, yeah, I could latch on to a little bit, you know, and be like, I know him. He's cool. And then when I heard that those two are doing the podcast, it's like, like no shit, no brainer. Sign me up every week, you know. For real. And I think what was important to you also was the perspective where he's coming from. A little bit older than us, you know, very calm, very go with the flow type of guy, but he's the same as us. When when the lights are on and, and when the first pitch is thrown... He's doing his best to lead his team to a victory and, and, and have fun while doing it. So mm-hmm. he's just kudos to them. If not for them, who would have started this? And, you know, us hopping on here, there might be five, six, seven other people in this league right now who have the same idea. They might be recording podcasts as we speak right now and we don't even know about it. Mm-hmm. And that's what's so beautiful. And and even, you know, a couple years back, starting with le- or, uh, game recaps, Teams like the Baby Cakes filming the entire games and putting them on YouTube and, mm-hmm. and Mippy with his commentating. It it almost brings me back to, and this is for the older generation, but the younger generation, when you listen to us, you're going to learn a lot about the league history. I can promise you that. Mm-hmm. So staple this. You're going to learn about those teams in you know, 05, 06, 07, 08, you know, before 2010. Back then, we had there was such a great broadcast in the World Series and so much footage that if you scroll through the annals of the HRL Twin Cities YouTube, you can find all this content. It's right there at your fingertips. You just got to make a point and go out and get it. So it's just such a kudos to Stash and Sanchez, and, and we're honored to be what feels like in their seats right now. I, I think they started that, like um, for everyone out there, Evan showed me this clip I had never seen before. One of the oldest videos and one of the um, one of the videos at the very bottom of the the HRL YouTube page and it made me realize just how much just how important it is and how cool it is to see that we are still continuing that in our in our modern ways you could say you know because podcasts weren't wouldn't have really been a thing at the beginning of this league or in those first several years but that's why it was kind of like I saw it me personally I saw it as like that okay it that's a new level like it's just a different we're we're at a higher place because now we can talk to people and people who aren't in the league can hear what we're talking about and it gives everyone that edge i think that's why it was then it was perfect that we had the hrl banquet this past season for the first time in in league history after kind of getting that that like ooh, you know who's gonna win this award like who's gonna win this game like how is this team doing like I want to hear someone else talk about it. And you had two very strong people to talk about it with. And that's why, I, I mean, there's a million reasons why the podcast was huge, but um, it definitely brought us into that to that next spot. And that, again, that's why I'm so thankful to be talking on this right now because it's something that I love. I've grown up listening to podcasts and I come... Not from the generation of podcasts, you know, like not any of that bullshit, but it's definitely something that I've, I'm passionate about and I know you're passionate about talking about it and right. yeah. Well, I think we've covered quite a you know variety of topics here today and, and we plan to do a lot more of these, um, some, you know, future podcast subjects, um, a couple that come to mind right away would be the Hall of Fame. It's a very polarizing issue, and I know a few of us behind the scenes are going to really take a deeper dive into that this offseason and 
try to get some answers and, and get a really good um, idea of how we want to move forward with that. And now that I've been in, in the league for six plus years now, it, it feels like I can start being able to have those conversations with older guys and veterans and bouncing ideas back off each other because the Hall of Fame, what the Hall of Fame should be is everybody who is in the Hall of Fame, if you can't tell the league story without a certain individual, they need to be in the HRL Hall of Fame. And right now I believe we have three, maybe four um, current Hall of Famers. Absolutely. So I think that's such a polarizing and important topic and, to discuss. And if we are able to continue with this podcast, at least for for a little bit, which I foresee and which I have high hopes for, for everyone out there listening, we do have plans to help us all figure that out because it has been a question and let's not make it as much of a question anymore. Like, let's get to the bottom of it and ask the guys who who, who know about it and who, who, right. who, who and we're just, we're just going to be instruments in, for example, with the Hall of Fame, we are going to be instruments in finding the best players who have ever played in this amazing league that we all care about so much. Like, like let's get to the bottom of it. You know? And the best, and the players who contributed the, contributed the most to the league we have now. Um, mm-hmm. I think a guy, I think his name is Joe. I mean, he did a lot of the graphics and helped truck with a lot of the back end stuff. And a guy like that makes the Hall of Fame. And, you know, just, if anything, just really beginning the conversation for all of us to sit at one table, look each other eyes in the, you know, in the eyes and say, this is something that we need to talk about because we can't go five more years without inducting a Hall of Fame member. There's just too many great players, past and present, to just give them their kudos and, and and we all know that they should be up there in the Hall of Fame. And I mean I didn't wanna we did it we just did a good job of not giving our opinion on what we think who should be in the Hall of Fame or what what is a prerequisite for it, but we should definitely have some guys be in the Hall of Fame before they retire, in my opinion. I under agree. under the simple fact that the league is growing so much right now and get those men in the Hall of Fame. I mean, I could name about twenty off. The there is no point right in now. there is no point in waiting, you know. Right. That is why I think that's why we've taken the liberty of even talking about it, and being like, okay, we're gonna talk to some guys and we're gonna get some perspective, so that not even we can make the decisions, so that the league can make the decision and we can come to a consensus. And I think we got a handful of listeners out there right now hearing us saying, "Gosh, I've thought that for so many years. Like, I've been in the league fifteen years, and I'm so you know." Who's going to be the first to set that precedent of a current player that makes the Hall of Fame? I know we have, you know, a little bit of guidelines like, you know, a year or two out of the league to finally be eligible for the Hall of Fame and mm. and all the eligibility stuff, you know, we can get into that too. And, and yeah. we want to invite on guests. That's something that, you know, is really important to us, encouraging guests to come on this podcast with us. If you hear something you like or you attach yourself to something and you say, I've got a lot that I want to get out of my mouth and, and put onto a podcast like this. Feel free to reach out to either of us and we'll get you on for sure. And I would like to say I hope the line is long because then we can get through as many people as possible. And trust me, I'd love talking to Evan straight up one-on-one, but it's going to be so fun when we do get guys in here. And I and it was fun to listen to, to Nick and 
and stash to talk with guys to have yeah. nightmare on a guy that I love and um, even hear like questions you know from the league like and takes and yeah. hearing the different perspectives but I can't wait for that you know that's 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 a huge part of of at least our first that's one of our first thoughts that we have for this podcast and for even a new era that we're stepping in to the 2023 season and the 20th season of the HRL that's something we want to carry heavily and we want to make sure that we that we help give that perspective to the entire league we can all learn more I, I wanted to say that because that's I mean that's the thing and that's what I think and that's what Stash and um, Sanchez Sanchez did this this past season they made me more excited for it and I think they made a lot of other guys excited for it and so we can have more fun and yeah. we gotta have guys on and it's gonna be so fun are we gonna tell them any will. of the plan any of the people that we're planning or should we yeah um, or I mean well let's yeah. just let's just get into it quick I know we gotta wrap up you know, relatively shortly here. Yeah. We're taking a lot of your time, but I hope your commute is not an hour and 30 minutes. I hope it's way shorter and than that. And if it is an hour and 30 minutes, then that's pretty clutch, isn't it? You got to listen to a podcast for the whole time. And then you probably want a podcast to come out every day, don't you? <laughs> but like Hobie said, um, an idea that I came up with um, was doing kind of like a week-long podcast dump. Um, you know, five days straight of, if you're familiar with Holy Commute's they have different months that they have podcasts going and, and what they do for a month straight is every day of the week um, there's a podcast and it's it's different hosts every week. Two of those hosts actually are Atrial members, um, Trent and Austin Steffes of the Brothers. Brothers, of course, of the Mariners. Two great people in my life and I know two staples of the HRL. Two staples of Whiff Ball out of the Midwest. Exactly, with MNWA and as we know, obviously, our teammates when we went out to the United Wiffle Ball Tournament and mm-hmm. such great Wiffle Ball players in their own right. So something like that, um, just a podcast dump to get you guys some content, to get us back on the microphones consistently throughout the next couple months. Um, and to hear the different perspectives. Yeah. and Mixed with that. Because I, I don't know if you meant, I don't know if you just mentioned it, but a part of that, and I, I'm going to call it Sykes 5. Because that's what we have written down, and and that's what it is at the end of the day. Because I know Evan's going to be asking the hard hitting questions to these guys, and and about the league, and and whatever subject we decide to talk about. But Sykes Five, we do have a little plan here to, yeah, to kind of take after what he was talking about with the holy commutes and do a a week long podcast, and every day we're going to drop an episode from Monday to Friday and each one is going to be either with a different guest or guests and ranging in topics cover as much ground as we possibly mm-hmm. can did you want to uh, it's kind of we could keep it a surprise for them. yeah I think it's probably best that we do I know I've reached out to a few of you guys now but we got some time in between we don't plan on dropping it we don't plan on doing that for a little bit here but we only we only do have the several months until until the beginning of the season, but we definitely want to pump out as much as we can, as much as we can for everyone and for ourselves um, here, especially over the holidays with maybe people some taking some time off. And I know we're all missing wiffle ball, so right. So yeah, the Sykes Five, kind of uh, a legend panel um, of you know a couple guys that 
we feel strong enough to have on and just sit down and ask questions and chat wiffle ball and, and chat life experience with and so we're going to really make that a point and I know a couple of you guys have already confirmed interest so we'll be reaching out soon about that um, that's down the line I know we had also talked about a second podcast to come out just maybe before the end of the um, end of the calendar year end of the calendar year just really wrap up with uh, free agency starting and a lot of moves are going to be made whether it's new teams yeah. guys moving we want to start highlighting some of that stuff towards maybe the end of the month so that's huge that's that was actually what let's let's make that the rough draft that everyone can definitely 100% look forward to in our second podcast with Syke and Hove is discussing free agency moves because I don't know about you, I know you kind of agree that once December 1st hits here, we're going to, those moves, there's going to be a few huge moves made within the first couple of days. Oh, absolutely. So, By the time you hear this podcast, there might be a few stash bombs dropped and we just can't wait to hear it. So so we'll definitely be be discussing that um, if we do go, go ahead, got to get, probably should get a good word from from Stash and from a couple other guys in the league and just um and just kind of sit down after this first one and make sure that we're that we're good to go. But if we do do that second one, I wanted to plan I had a plan to to have us drop it around Christmas time. I I was calling it the Christmas podcast. This is the first podcast in HRL history and I love Christmas and Christmas time is a great time to just enjoy the things that you love. So Let's call it the Christmas podcast, and it'll be something to tide us over until until we get that that Sykes five, and and who knows where it can go from there. You know, like that's why I'm so thankful to be able to do this first one. Then if we can do that second one, we're off and running, in my opinion. So, um, absolutely. And just on the record, for everyone to hear, and for Stash and Sanchez to hear. Let us know any feelings that you guys have about us or about us doing the podcast, and we want we want to do right by everyone. So feedback from everyone is welcome, though. And let's get the discard the Discord chatting. Let's get Twitter up and running again. Like I don't know. I just I want to make it lively. Like I want to I want to be I want to help too. Just like like you are, you know, four time MVP, two time champ, like. You are what I look up to in, in 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 this league, you know? Like, when I came in, I had guys like Mippy to look up to. I had even John, like, mm-hmm. and Huck, and Smallpox and Grizz, and those were my main guys, but you. And um, now being able to, to do this, honestly, I kind of went off on a tangent right there. Well, but I know what you're saying. It's it's almost surreal. It's like all this history and, and you know, it, it's kind of led up to this point that we're at right now. Um, you know, we're not a professional league by any sorts, but what other leagues are having such a comprehensive offseason? What, what leagues are doing a start date of free agency on a day and then go? And, you know, the, the entire league is going to remake itself in the next couple months. And mm-hmm. by the time we show up to the winter meeting, we're going to know so much more that we didn't know today. So it's just so much to look forward to and just you know reckon back to it's just a blessing to be up here with you with a microphone in front of me you know to just give 
give back to the game of ball that's given both of us so much. Yeah, 100%. Have to an epi one here. Shout out Truck. Shout out Huck Finn. Shout out every single dude that is listening, that has played in the HRL, or female. Everyone that has played a part in all of this. I appreciate you. I know Sib appreciates you. And I know... And I know everyone in the league appreciates you for everything that you've done, for just being yourself, for for keeping this league going, because damn, it's so cool. And we're going into season 20, my guy. My guy. We're going into season 20. Like, let's go, ha- let's go have a free agency right now mm-hmm. and a winter meeting podcast where we can give the people what they want to hear. And let's get pumped because... Also, something that we did not even mention really in this podcast was we are hosting here in Minnesota the 2024, so in two summers for our 21st season, we're hosting the NWLA Championship Tournament, which is a major deal in the world of wiffle ball. And it's something I just think huge for the HRL as a whole, huge for the sport. Never The tournament's never been here before. And I did mention it earlier, but it's a fast pitch yellow bat, so skinny bat. I don't have the most experience with countrywide with football, but in my opinion, it 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 might take the most skill. So therefore, it might be one of, if not the most important national tournament in the country. And it's coming here in Minnesota in 24, so that in of itself is a big enough reason, like, Let's all get pumped up, you know? Like, let's all just try to have fun and and learn and get better and have fun with the free agency. Like, let's, let's, have, some, let's have some drinks at the at the winter meeting and, and talk some wiffle ball. Let's do it. The 2022 HRL podcast where we will touch them all. <laughs>